0: So thanks for all the listeners to today's podcast. Um, as always, it's Darren from HackerJob. Um, today I'm joined by uh, two of our favorite customers here at HackerJob, uh, Catherine Gilchrist, who's the Global Talent Acquisition Manager at Kainos, and Susie Stewart, who's the Digital Services Recruitment Manager at Kainos. Hey, guys. Hey.
1: Hi. How are you doing, Darren?
0: I'm very good. How are you, self? Very well, indeed. So I guess for all the listeners that haven't um, come across you guys in the, in the past, do you want to explain one by one your uh, experience and how you've landed in the world you have at kanos
1: So hi, hi listeners. I'm Katie Gilchrist. Um, so I've been with Kanos just, uh, just over three years now. Bit of an interesting, I suppose, interesting journey. I think like most people, um, I never sort of started out to be... In recruitment per se I did um, an economics degree at university um, with French and wanted to move into investment banking so joined as a graduate um, with Bankers Trust in a middle office role and we were just it was back at the time when when Bankers Trust were merging with Deutsche Bank so I was told to go to a recruitment agency to to get a job so went to a large London global firm, and you know was was convinced that recruitment would be a would be a great career move for me at the time so twenty three years old, I jumped in feet first and never looked back really absolutely um, loved it, so moved on through there to manage the contracts business in their London city office um, and decided sort of after um, about seven, eight years there that I wanted to, to actually move in-house, um, so, so more into the buy side rather than sell side. So started working with, with Barclays and uh, really had a fantastic experience in-house there working on, you know, the whole sort of functionalization um, name and merger, builder of our IBD business um, and... You know, just felt for family reasons, it was it was time. I just wanted to to come home back to Northern Ireland, um, and that's where I have uh, landed in Canos. So it's it's just been a fantastic journey that we've been on um, here in the last three years. And as I say, the, the team has really sort of scaled and grown from strength to strength. So I run the permanent uh, well, the the acquisition, for for KNOX. and we have recruiters in five locations across the U.S., Europe, and the U.K. And obviously, looking at really strengthening our brand in the market, and and really scaling, helping us scale to be the sort of digital employer of choice. Susie, and
2: um, so yes, I'm Susie Stewart, and um, I very similar to Kitty, and um, didn't choose recruitment either, and. Um, I worked for um, a local newspaper in Northern Ireland um, after I graduated and I was doing quite um, on target sort of account sales and my husband, he's now my husband, was a professional rugby player and we had to relocate to Wales. So on our first day in Wales I went into a recruitment agency to look for work and that's how I fell into recruitment. And so again, that was um, a global uh, recruitment organization. Um, I came on board as a temps consultant or a contracts consultant. um, And I worked for that company and built my way up to be a recruitment manager um, until we relocated back to Belfast um, when his rugby career um, ended with um, a couple of ripped uh, knee ligaments. And I... Moved to a very well known local Northern Ireland specialised agency and started up um, the IT desk from scratch there. And Kanos was actually one of my first clients um, in the agency, and I worked as a recruiter for Kanos in an agency for seven years. Um, and then eventually took the leap to go inside Kainos um, which has been probably the best decision I've ever made. Um, I've been in Kainos now for four and a half years. Um, I started as a second recruiter in Kainos and came in to start all the contract recruitment um, and start the process from scratch um, and worked very closely with um, the other recruiter who's still in Kainos today and um, Proud to say, after four and a half years now, with support of Katie, I'm now the Digital Services Recruitment Manager, and I'm still quite involved. So it's um it's absolutely fantastic, and um to see the company that has scaled in that time and the team that we've built, it's just been phenomenal.
0: Wow, you come from two very different backgrounds. Uh, I guess for all the listeners that don't know about Kenos, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do as a business?
1: Absolutely. So. Canos, um I mean it's it's just a real it's a real story sort of little I suppose local success story so we're one of only two PLC companies in Ireland 32 years ago as a as a small research uh, unit in Queen's University um to, to really start growing and and really you know being that initial cluster of of really innovative creative minds um many of which are still with us today um, and you know I think one of the real sort of um, I suppose we all talk about the culture of chaos which really runs through us like a stick of rock Darren and you know it's something which as we've scaled we've been really really careful to to, to sort of protect is um, you know most of our leadership team have been with the company since, since they started So, we started doing um, digital projects um, and, you know, having the sort of courage to to really explore cutting-edge technologies. um, And I think really built on a reputation, particularly in the early days within, within the public sector market. We really built a reputation of a company that could really take on what we call difficult digital um so really out of that uh we want more and more business and about sort of over 80 of our business at the minute is in the public sector um and we can touch on, on some of our sort of really proud projects that we've done particularly with with companies at the nhs and they certainly in the last um last year um but you know we, we've since then moved into um Five years ago, we started up our workday practice, um, and you know, that in itself, uh, we're one of Workday's preferred partners in Europe, Um, and you know, off the back of again the the level of technologists we have in the organisation we also developed um, an in house product called Smart again a huge revenue stream which has grown from sort of not 25 million in the last three years so hugely successful um, and I think you know we've been quite careful um, about our growth we've we've grown we've grown we've scaled certainly but um, it's been it's been smart scaling um, so we've been very careful about territories we've moved into markets we've diversified into. Um, and you know, I think most of our business is really the, built on the the people, the, the reputation and the, the people that we have in those delivery teams that are on client sites week in, week out. Um, and, and that's what people are buying is the, the people.
0: I guess a question for you then, Susie. Katie just mentioned some of the really cool projects that you guys are working on. I've obviously had the privilege over the last couple of years to get some really good insight and I've been to quite a few of the events that you guys do. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the NHS projects you guys are working on?
2: So we're currently working with NHS, Digital and Public Health England um, on absolutely you know, fantastic projects, really you know, during the whole COVID-19 pandemic especially. Mm-hmm. Um, we built the self-isolation app, which has been an absolute success um, and is being used now across the whole of the UK. Um, we're currently being put on another project for COVID Track and Trace and Embrace program, um, which is now scaling. Um, again, this stuff is just so exciting to be a part of, um, especially during you know, this pandemic as well. It is a great opportunity to see what Kenos can do. Um, And I think as well, you know, from what Katie said, you know, we started obviously, you know, like a local sort of success. And now we're sort of a global company, which is sort of recognised for working with projects like NHS, you know, across the UK. We
0: were all speaking the other day and you guys mentioned something quite interesting. From a recruitment perspective, you'll usually bring someone into the organisation and that's probably the last conversation you'll have, especially for a company your size something you said the other day though was that you spend a lot of time going to see the contractors and going to see where they work on site for Kenos so can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Um, well as Katie said we have our, our recruitment team is across the UK, we have a couple of recruiters in London and we have Birmingham and then we have a lot of projects um, throughout those offices and close by so we like to go on flight, we like to meet the teams and we like to understand exactly what the projects are doing um, it's very important for KNOS for us to understand exactly what these projects do so we can explain it to the candidates um, it's not like we just want people to come on board to KNOS and just say, look, thanks for, thanks for coming on board, you know, enjoy your time here. It's a really good aftercare program that we have in place. We want to make sure our employees are happy. They're in the right culture fit. And that is why obviously sustaining our talent is so important. Um, we do have a lot of contractors within KNOS and they are on the projects as well. And um, some of them are involved in the team. Some of them are in standalone roles um, Again, for us, the candidate experience is key. We want to make sure all these candidates are happy. Mm. Um, and obviously, they're a part um, of the Kanos projects as well.
0: Obviously, Katie, I know you're a big part of the growth in the US. You spend a lot of your time, from what I can see, over there. So, I guess, what's been the biggest challenge moving into the US? And how has that affected the company culture at Canos?
1: So, I mean, absolutely. So, we've we've been branching into the North American market, um, sort of over the last sort two years, Darren, um, as part of our workday practice. So, I mean, you know, the the market cap um, for us in North America is is absolutely huge Um, so it's something you know we want to really leverage and uh, and take advantage of Um, we currently have presence in uh, Indianapolis Atlanta and Toronto I've been out to sort of uh, each of the sites over the last um, over the last 12 months and I think one thing that really struck me was we ran um, an event in each of the locations we went to um, to not really not really from a recruitment drive perspective um, much more to sort of let people know who we are um, you know we're a, we're a we're a uk brand we're we're not a big name in the us um, and one of the things that really struck me was, uh, you know, so many of the candidates uh, who, who came to, to our events hugely successful was that they just said that, you know, people, people didn't really do those types of events in terms of, you know, spending time actually bringing the full team on site, um, you know, to the events, having some some drinks and nibbles with them and actually just, just telling them about what we do um, and, you know, not really... Forcing a, a hiring agenda down there, down, down on them directly, um, and the response we've had to those three events that we ran, Darren has been has been absolutely staggering. Um, and you know, from a brand engagement and um, brand awareness point of view, it's it's definitely something that we're going to continue doing. Um, so we definitely see a lot more growth, um, probably on the west coast um, and Central America um, later this year. But, um, you know, and, and, you know, we're even looking at, uh, started to think about looking at, at APAC as well for, for the workday practice. So there's certainly big plans ahead for the business. Um, I mean, competition is high, like, like, like we have in the UK, and particularly within the ecosystem in the, the workday space. Um, it's, you know, equally as, as challenging to recruit um, experienced hires um, in the in the US but I think really what will differentiate us is is the brand um, and the the culture um, which you know we certainly was the feedback that we got from those people that we met at the events that we ran.
0: When you expanded over to the US did it start with a brand new team or did you bring people with you that were already part of the organization in the UK?
1: So we did so I mean that that, that again is really part of our really keeping the culture Darren so we we the head of delivery um, and head of delivery and sales was seconded out um, for two years with a small core team on the services side as well um, in both Toronto and um, Atlanta. And we then, you know, through referrals, we've done some team lifts as well. So again, maintaining people who, you know, again, are well-known um, and, you know, are bringing good people that they know um, with us as well. But I think it's really important that, you know, people people really understand what we're about um, and they get to really sort of see and feel someone who's who's been with Kainos and has worked with Kainos and can really really sort of live and breathe what we're about in terms of values so you know that that's how we how we sort of built the model there and then then started to scale from there
0: susie you've been with the organization for Four and a half years from what you said
1: yeah four and a half years
2: i think i was um employee number 750 or something <laughs> but um yeah
0: why do you think canos is so successful and managed to keep the culture in the uk as well as globally
2: i think we have yes we have scaled you know very aggressively but we've really looked after our current staff and we have fantastic benefits um, to be a part of the Kano sort of family, as we call it, um, and you know the working from home. Um, there's different options that we have. You know, like there's like payday drinks, things like that. I mean, just extra week works. But I think we we really look after our employees. We really attract great talent into the company, um, and um, it's not just a number. You know, we aren't just a number. Um CEO knows everyone's name. Um, he's a part of our induction. He gets to meet every new member of staff coming into the company. And he has been doing this for years, Katie. <laughs> um, and for that, even to have that welcoming from so, such a successful CEO, is it's just fantastic. And you would see him in the corridor and he still says, you know, hi, Susie. And some people are a bit like, how does he know my name? But that is... Panel, yeah. you
1: know. And I think, I think Susie as well, just as you said, Brendan's involved in our induction and really meet the, the exec leadership team as well. I mean, it's just a fantastic experience. Um, they get taken out for dinner um, on the, you know, the first night as well. So it's just, it's just little, little personal touches like that. Uh, I think just really have made such an impact on, on people um, in terms of the, the hiring experience.
0: I, I loved that. I didn't, I didn't know that about Brendan, that, you know, is everyone's name off, and
2: off Yeah. I think that's one of the most attractive things about Canos is it, it is that feel and you that's come in and you feel yeah. like you're a part of something. Um, and small touches, like if the, if the weather's good, Brendan would organize an ice cream van to come outside and give, it, give everyone a free ice cream. Um, and it's just small touches like that. And you realize you're working for an absolutely incredible company.
0: I love that, didn't know that about Brandon. I think that's absolutely brilliant. It's obvious that Kanos is so successful because of that attitude and the real DNA piece. So I guess my next question is, Kanos are considered to be experts in that technical transformation piece. And it's a buzzword a lot of companies use. So I guess for two people who work for a company who are considered to be leading experts in that, what are some of the top tips you can offer to other companies going through that journey.
1: So we hire people for kanos, So I think it's having that longer term view of you know we hire people because we want people to have a core really strong core set of values which which really embody us. You know we don't take that short term view of you know we need to hire a python developer for a client in the in the southeast and um, southwest or whatever. We we actually offer people the chance to, to come in and cross skill and upskill. So we run academies. We we invest hugely at the entry level um, to really make sure we have a feed of that, that really strong pipeline of talent. Um, from a very early age, um, we run apprentice schemes. You know we, we engage with um, with a lot of you know school age children as well, running code camps and AI camps to really get that engagement. And we hire people with passion. And we hire people who are creative. And that is, I think, what makes us, um, makes us, makes clients want to work with us, Darren, because our people love what they do. Um, and I say many of them have been with us from, from sort of the, the entry level stage. So they're passionate, they're creative, they want to be working with the latest technologies they're they're all sort of very active on, you know, various blogging posts and um, social media platforms for, for, you know, for digital communities. So they knowledge share um, and you even see it internally as well. The amount of of sort of sharing that goes on across the business um, is, is fantastic. So I think the people, the teams of people that we have are, in my view, what really what really sets us apart. We go up in bids against many other competitors, um, and, you know, we, we win bids because a reputation, but also because of the people that we have who, who deliver and clients like working with us. Um, and, you know, I think it's really thinking about how you want to grow. Um, so, you know, we, we have a very, very successful digital services business, it's UK based. Um, and at the minute, you know, we're not looking, we, we could have easily sort of gone on a global um, roadmap for expansion across, you know, our European region and, and North American region. We've, we've stuck with what we know and we've decided we want to focus on sort of diversifying into, into the, the commercial sector. For example, as well. So I suppose have a very sort of carefully thought out plan and strategy of of what we want to do. You know, I think it's it's just really sort of managing the scaling effectively. Um, so, from a talent acquisition point of view from, for a services business, it has challenges. Um, you know, you want, you want your people to be on funded work, um, you don't want to have a big bench, but at the same time, you know, you, you want to make sure that you have that consistent pipeline of talent. So, you know, from, from, a, from a hiring point of view, that is difficult, it is challenging and it, it means you've got to work very, very closely with your business um, to, to really manage that sort of workforce planning. Um, stage very 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 closely. Susie, anything else from your side that you'd like to add on that?
2: Um, I think um, for me as well, as Katie said, you know we recruit for Kenos and um, so it's not just certain projects and the opportunity to cross skill. It's the opportunity as well for people coming in and there's a variety. It's not just, you know, one project that can be on. They can go into a different project They'll be able to sort of, you know, we, we build the passport online platform. They can go onto, you know, an AI project the next week. And I think for us, that's, you know, such an attractive thing that we have um, is the opportunity for different candidates coming in and not to be pigeonholed and to be able to sort of really develop their careers and to see what other projects that we have
0: and uh, i guess it's quite easy uh because of the relationship you've got with brendan that you have a bit more of a scope of what's going to happen in the, in the organization so from a, i think what's always quite difficult when you get to a certain size is that decisions yeah. are taken at a, a, a c-suite level and it isn't always filtered back down but it seems to not be the case with oh anyone. the
1: community the communication darren i mean honestly i i really it's one of the things that i'm certainly as well through through the whole COVID experience it really has shown the the level of leadership and the level of openness and communication has been has been phenomenal there's been nothing we've obviously had you know teams impacted with um, furlough and you know it's it's very easy to feel disconnected uh, when you're not in the office and not in the same building as as, you know some of the the leadership team but it's just not the case we have um, multi-platform communication tools um, that we use on a daily basis Um, and as I say Brendan has been communicating on a weekly basis with with the company Um, and you know real-time updates have been shared and you know as as a manager of people as well both Susie and I as I say have been given you know information we share we share wins we share losses um, we share you know we share what's going on we knowledge share as well so we want to have openness within the company and make people feel that they can feel comfortable to share um, how they feel some you know work that they've done and um, you see that you see that in, on a daily basis
0: and uh, then I guess the elephant in the room at the moment is uh, everything that's going on in the world and you kind of touched on it a minute ago. How do you think that the recruitment market would change post what's going on and what changes have Kenos made internally so that when the recruitment team is all back, you can start taking advantage of that?
1: So look, I think, you know, I think it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be a challenge, um, really focusing on any sort of external spend, which is is superfluous. So, you know, we're obviously not doing recruitment events and things at the moment. We've sort of had to reshape and rethink how we look at our future entry level hiring. So we're coming into the season where graduate hiring, graduate careers fairs are, are about to all begin. That's obviously not going to be the case. Um, You know, we've had AI camps and things that we were due to host, which, again, are are not going to be going ahead. So just have to be that little bit more creative um, and really get back to to grassroots. So we've been engaging with talents. We've been um, obviously had to to reduce a number of the roles that we had open to the market but want to maintain that level of engagement. So certainly Susie and her team have been very proactive um, in keeping in touch with our whole candidate pipeline, continuing to to keep our our own sort of personal profiles um, and, and brands sort of live and active in the market. So people know that we're still... Um, we're still here. Um, that you know that we still want to engage with them. Um, I think it's it's just going to be looking at it's made certainly made made the business as a whole think about you know how much how much travel do we really need to do for example. So as a business, most of our guys normally spend sort of three to four days on site um, and travel week in week out. You know we've been hundred percent remote, Darren, since the middle of March, um, using you know the most creative tools mirror boards and things you know for our um delivery management and it's been it's been a huge success um and we have won um many new clients during lockdown so you know we we can definitely do things in a different way Um, and you know certainly for my team you know i know people have realized that you know family is important um and you know people have really Cherished having that extra time at home with family. So, you know, we've proved that we can work as a business very, very well, very productively and efficiently remotely. So, I think we'll see a lot more working from home, more online engagement as well, with, um, you know, whether it be through brand awareness activities or assessment processes um who knows you know what's going to be going ahead but we're, we're looking at lots and lots of different ideas um, with a, a an internal working group that we have going on at the moment um, to really plan our phased approach back to the office but it'll be an, instra- an interesting landscape next year down that's for sure
2: anything you'd add susie no okay absolutely covered that <laughs> completely yeah it's,
0: it's, uh... It's fascinating how you, when you look at the market, how much is going to change over the next few months, that even when you look at what the market is like now, we're only six months away from the end of 2020 now. And in 2021, it's, it's good. I don't think anyone would have planned that most recruitment right now would be over stuff like zoom and meets Absolutely. 2020. So it'd be yeah. interesting to see where we go in the next six months
2: been quite successful as well you know with our interviewing um we've all done up sort of via you know zooms or you know teams and it's been it's been fantastic so touch when there's been no no hiccups
0: exactly i think the 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 interesting one is always when you look at technical assessments the technical mm. assessments and like pair programming that kind of stuff is always quite yes. difficult to do when you do it remotely but mm. yeah there's always solutions like you say I guess as a final topic, building on from the last one, you, Katie, you spoke about working from home and being close to the family and stuff like that. Have you, is there any learnings you've had over the last four months of working from home that is, allow, is like stuff that you're gonna take forward?
1: So, you know, I think it's, it's just, um, well, for me, for me, it's been particularly, um, I suppose, a bit, bit of bit more of an eye opener for me. I mean, I, I traveled um, three hours a day to and from the office Darren. So, you know, having that extra sort of time, um, you know, to, 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 to arrive at my desk, I think as well, one thing we've been very, very, um and certainly, you know, was encouraged from the very, very outset with my team was really to to always be on video. So, you know, I think some people, um, you know, I suppose when we may have worked from home before, you know, it wasn't sort of mandatory and it's not mandatory, don't get me wrong, but as a team we've, we've made that decision um, and actually as a you know as a, as a business most people are, are doing that now as well and it does just really show you we've seen fantastic developments in tools like MS Teams as well over the last four months with the functionality that they've given you um, as part of your day-to-day um, ability to use it but um, you know it's amazing just the amount of I suppose, interruptions that you may get in the office, people popping in and, um, oh, can I grab you for this? Or can I grab you for this? Actually having the day where you're here, you're focused. Um, and, you know, I have just find I've been incredibly productive. You know, and I think because everyone is... Um, really multitasking at the minute, Darren, as well, with, with, you know, we've had a number of the the, the workforce on furlough. Um, you just got to be really organised. For me, it's been a really positive experience. I
2: would, I would say the same. I think um, I'm quite an organised person um, anyway, so I think I've been probably a lot more organised, apart from the people interrupting me in the office, has been replaced by young children. Um you know, but, but obviously with childcare and everything, you know, but I, I have found myself a lot more productive um, I've got to know people that I wouldn't have really spoken too much in the office. Yeah. We've yeah. had more interaction over teams about certain projects and really getting to know them, um, which has been a really nice eye opener because I wouldn't have had that experience in the office because as Kitty said, you know, our teams were three to four days on site. And they wouldn't have time to sit and spend half an hour with you because they're they're on (laughs) site, they're on the project. But they say, oh, yeah, I'm free over lunch. And it's great to have a team's call with them and actually finally, you know, speak to them about what they need. And so that's been a really positive experience. So I've got to sort of um, build relationships with people in Kianos that I really didn't really have much of before, which is great. Um, and then obviously the support network of the recruitment as well. Um, as Katie said, with our cameras on, we all like to do stand-ups every day. We like to see how we all are, um, if there's anything we can help each other with. And um, there's a really good team mentality. Um, and sometimes, as Katie said in the office, you know, Katie would never be at her desk. You know, people would be coming in to take her out for meetings and, you know, some of the team would be away. So it's great to have that assigned time where we can all actually sit and have chats and you know see what our day and again forward planning
0: so we've got to the end of the podcast um and i think that you've you've brought some amazing insight and some great tips so there's probably people after this that can be interested in reaching out and hearing a little bit more about the canos journey and getting tips from you guys directly if people want to reach out to you how is the best way to do so
1: oh contact us directly darren more than happy um as i say you know if you want to contact me, um, you know, k.gilchrist at knos.com, and um, Susie is uh, is Susie Stewart. We're on LinkedIn, um, and as I say, feel free to connect with us. We love to engage. And as I say, um, we're more than happy to, to sort of chat to anyone who wants to, to hear more about us or you know, has any questions about what we do. Um, more and more than happy to connect.
0: Awesome. And if people want to reach out to the uh, guys at HackerJob, including myself, and then me to redirect you to Skate uh, and feel free to reach out to hello at haggadjob.co. And we'll take it from there. Thanks again for your time, guys. Happy
1: Bye. list. Thanks Bye. again, Darren.
0: Bye. Again,